This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Sir David the Huntsman, whose words are, replacing Sir Ezra soon. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Unwatchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. <laughs> Today we are into chapter uh, 41, John 5 of the Game of Thrones. Uh, and in Fire and Blood we are discussing Three Heads Had the Dragon, Governance under King Aegon I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Sir Ezra, how are we doing this week? Well, I think I'm on the. It, well, here's the thing, Sir Matt. It all depends on how the poll goes on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> this very well may be my last episode ever on on Bend the Knee. I mean, if if people ask me to be banished, then I will be banished. And yeah, I mean, hey, you know. well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead. I mean, don't hey, you know, I forget things too sometimes. Um, you know, well, here's the so thing. It's, it's it's okay. I mean, hey, hey, hey! If this is your first time listening, by the way, like sometimes people just click on this first episode. I uh, made a big blunder last week, and uh, I wanted to say this episode is brought to you by Lisa Aaron. Thanks for killing John, um, because <laughs> you know it's like I I actually the funny thing was is when I got off the podcast last week, we finished. I started pacing around my house. I was just like, I've thought, like I I had I had for years. For years, I was like, "Yeah, she probably killed him. She probably killed. Yeah, I'm sure she did, actually." And then I was ready to bring it up in that in that chapter, and, and Sir Matt's like, "Yeah, dude, it's actually it's actually confirmed, man. That, that you're right. I mean, you're right in that in thinking that, but it actually you know says that." <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, it's just funny how like you know." And I think too, when I've gone backwards, so like now when I'm back reading in Game of Thrones, it's like some things that I feel like I knew towards the end of the series I'm sort of like what happened to that knowledge you know where where did it all mm-hmm. go it's just kind of funny so I've been pulling a sir Matt and I've been reading the end of the series uh you know to sort of uh keep keep all that fresh because if you don't read it and if you don't you know look at it it actually it actually you do kind of lose it think about this sir Matt when we were doing um a world of ice and fire um it was I'm reading through fire and blood I'm like oh yeah I'm, I'm starting to remember some stuff from the king Aegon you know, uh, his conquest that I totally forgot about. And we had just read it a couple months ago. So, uh, you know, it's, it's those uh, little tiny details. But this was uh, this was not a little tiny detail. This was kind of a big one. And so it's just mm-hmm. kind of funny uh, the, the, way, the way it came out. So anyways, but yeah, uh, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. We'll see. My future is in the hands of the realm. So uh, we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how are you doing, buddy? Hey, well, I. Hey man, I'm you know I'm doing good. Uh, you know, have been having some issues on the Kings Road. My cars uh, having some was having some issues. Just had to take it in for fifteen hundred dollars worth of uh, repairs. So you know, that's just that was that was that was like the thing I was just I was just dealing with kind of before I uh, hopped onto this podcast here. So I was like, oh sweet. Yeah. But hey, you know what? That happens sometimes. Your cart breaks down. Yeah, and uh, you just. You find yourself at a you know little inn at the crossroads. Yeah, so you just kind of that's how you know. So Goodness. yeah, but you know I'm uh, I'm pumped uh, because um, things are going good. Other than that, man, I, we got a yeah. HBO we got a teaser this yeah. week. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. 
Yeah, we got we got a teaser. We're going to do a big breakdown of it. We got a cool chapter in Fire and Blood. Um, we got kind of a shorter chapter in the main show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've got a great poll going that's going to kick Sir Ezra off the podcast. Life's, so life's good. good. about that. <laughs> good about that. <laughs> Sir Matt, if you want me to go, all you have to do is say, my friend, just to say, you know, hey, your time has hey, come. Hey, you know. All right. Hey, no, it's, it's all right. It's all right. So, uh, all right. Well, um, yeah, I feel like everything's everything's going good, but uh, the, the oh. you know HBO show is, is coming soon. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, a uh, quick we uh, quick update just for everyone. We did send out uh, the Google form, uh, so you guys should have that in your mailbox. I sent it out this past weekend. Um, so just for T-shirt sizes for our patrons, uh, if you can fill that out, we want your um, size and address and all that good stuff. Uh, make sure you fill your name out there so we know who it goes to, and uh, you know so mm-hmm. that, that is in your inbox. So please, if you could uh, fill that out, and that'd be fantastic. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and Sir Ezra and I have a lot of other th- stuff behind the scenes working. I-, I know I've been talking about a big summer hall theory for like uh, seems like two months, but I'm almost done with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sir Ezra and I are going to be getting that going here soon. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, and I, uh, we think we've we think we've got most of the uh, kinks worked out in the Raven's Nest. So yeah, yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to be coming soon. Yeah, I think I think. I think I think we've got that that got that good. So schedule so scheduling that. So we also have a drinking game to plan. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. And uh, I've been working uh, in my office a little bit here, kind of reorganizing, you know, restructuring stuff, um, getting some more equipment so I can get back to doing some more mead, meat and cheeses. Yeah. Uh, so I can get back. I want to start filming those. And so I've been uh, working on working on some of that stuff, too. So nice. lots of things uh, work in the works. Well, here's the thing. The scenes, if, so. if I'm not banished, I may have to fly out there soon. You know, it may be time for it's me true. to. Yeah. To actually uh, mount my dragon and 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 take off. So you know, I, I also was working on a theory. Um, you know, but it was, uh, you know, who kills who, who, who kills John Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So man, I had to like, abandon that one last week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, anyways, but no, I actually do have a couple other um, kind of green dream topics, things that I want to discuss that uh, are mm-hmm. open ended and, and and there are no answers. You know, I mean, it actually. One of the things, uh, the Ghost of Heron Hall, a couple, oh gosh, a couple months ago, I had been holding off on reading, reading the Winds of Winter chapters, and now I'm just like, screw it, you know, I'm just ready to. Yeah, we're almost there. Yeah, yeah so you know, well. I had been holding off, but it's like, nah, it's just time to read them. So I started that this mm-hmm. past week. So if you guys were nice noticing that, yeah, we had held back on that. Um, eh, time to end that. I think if you if you have questions or comments or things, Ravens, you want to discuss about some of those chapters, feel free to send them because I am now. Uh, uh, reading those so just um you know you need to trip up like last week because man i just started diving mm-hmm. into all sorts of you know game of thrones stuff which is which has been really good for me because i'm in probably three to four different fandoms each week and it just is like nuts to kind of keep track mm-hmm. of but it's been oh hey man me. hey man i'm r- i'm right there with you you know sir ezra uh, i know you, you you know you do some star wars stuff some Lord of the ring stuff yeah so you're always always keeping up on that, and I do some uh, video game kind of podcast right. stuff as well. And so it's a lot, man. It's a lot, lot going on right now. Yeah. It's awesome. It's good. So stuff. okay. Um. All right. Well, uh, news this week, Sir Ezra. Mm-hmm. There was, a, and I shared it in the group on the page, a short little one minute, uh, no real new footage teaser tr- kind of hype trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, released on on YouTube and 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 uh, Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so for those of you guys who haven't seen it, um, we shared it on the page. All you do is a quick search. Uh, there's not really anything new. It's just kind of cool. It basically shows, 
um, the table at Dragonstone, and it shows kind of the 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 pieces on the map, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's like a lion and a and a wolf and a and a uh, a dragon, and there's some other ones people have broken down, and I have kind of a breakdown here, so we'll go through it. But um, what ends basically what ends up happening is that ice is coming from one side, you know, kind of mist, and then fire is coming the other, and they kind of meet in the middle. But it's interesting what happens to some of the pieces, and people are having all kinds of theories and speculation. Oh, and, good. And what that what that what that means, and and does it and does it have anything? And I think yeah, obviously there's tons of secrets abound in it. But um, really, the only the only three pieces we see that get kind of taken over you know they give you good shots of them are we see the direwolf first gets covered in ice a dragon gets covered in ice and both of those are facing south and then you see a lion facing north that gets consumed by flames and then the flames and the fire kind of meet in the middle mm-hmm. maybe about where i don't know the trident would be uh-huh. uh so i, I i'm just saying just that, saying yeah, it, <laughs> that is where it looks like they, they they meet yeah that's actually a good observation yeah yeah. So, um, yeah. So I have I have some breakdowns here um, of it, and there's some people saying that if you kind of do like screen by screen, like Alt Shift X did a really good video on it, um, but other people that kind of do screen by screen, you know, frame by frame breakdowns, you can kind of see stuff. So you have the the mist starts and it's coming. Um, you know, that's they're saying that's symbolizing the White Walkers. Obviously, um, it's rolling from the north, just as the army of the dead would soon be bearing down on the rest of Westeros. Uh, next up, we have the Direwolf map marker. Um, the Direwolf, symbol of House Stark, um, is quickly, it gets frosted over. Mm-hmm. So does this mean that the Starks are going to be the first to to perish? Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, that, I, I was thinking that, and I, I have a couple of thoughts here, and I, I haven't read any of those uh, breakdowns that you have yet, so this is just just, just me here. But yeah, I saw that happen with the Direwolf, and then I'm, you're probably going to get to it, which is the Lannister Lion, you know, from the south. Mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. you know uh, consumed and it's consumed by flame right yeah so, by flame um right and so yeah so we'll we'll get to that but um so anyway so with the with the wolf getting consumed by ice first is that do you think that 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 this is a literal trailer do you think this is a kind of hype trailer let's go down the rabbit hole because that's what people want us to okay do fine we'll do it so yeah you know right out the gate we're going down some rabbit holes here sir ezra yeah um let's just speculate here if the starks were to say mostly perish at the beginning uh-huh. right yeah um because because we see two things get consumed by ice and then one thing get consumed by fire so that could make a lot of sense which is what a lot of people have said where um Maybe that battle in in the north with, like, you know, mm-hmm. the the White Walker stuff does happen first, and then to me, the idea that the Lannister is consumed by fire mm-hmm. is like the idea of maybe Cersei does blow up King's Landing or something like that, right? And that's maybe that's how she dies or something. So yeah, okay. So my quick observation: I'm just kind of clicking through the trailer as I'm talking here, and so you're right. The Direwolf is consumed first, and then um, right after that, and I know I'm not going to jump too far ahead. Just the dragon is consumed as well. So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. w- would those th- would those pieces indicate maybe like a major player? You know, is one of those mm-hmm. like uh, w- one of the Stark children going to perish in that battle, and then maybe one of um, Danny's dragons, another one, uh, you know, perishes or something, uh, you know, shortly after. Uh, but I, I I do think you could see the Starks. I think Winterfell's going to be lost, man. I mean, I really think it's it's you know um, going to be completely under the control of the Night King. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Ab- ab- absolutely. I. I. I mean, of course, this is all going off this kind of trailer here. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, so, 
you know, if, if things were to go the way that they go in this trailer, then that would lead me to believe that um, maybe what ends up happening is the war with the Night King is kind of going on, and maybe they have to split their forces or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, Cersei starts marching north or something, and, you know, maybe they're put in a position to where they can't just um, fight the the one battle against the Night King, even though there is, like, you know, the truce and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe they have to maybe they have to start fighting wars on two fronts. Well, yeah, and I'm thinking we've talked before is that, you know, there would be a retreat, and we've, so we've read different... Um, Oh, supposed plot leaks where it's like, you know, Danny right. takes her dragons in and rescues, you know, um, s- some of the major players. You know, she's actually flying folks, you know, over to um, the Airy or over to um, with, with the Manderleys, White Harbor, you know, so maybe Winterfell actually does fall, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and they have to kind of uh, escape. That might be one of the first things we see. So. Yeah. I, I don't think the forces are going to be all the way. I think there might. I mean, they, last season they broke through the wall. I mean, the, the wall is down. Right. So, you know, they're going to be quickly, I would think, on their way to Winterfell. And uh, you might not be able to get all those forces from the south right. up there in time, you know. But, but yeah, it seems like they might just time it out right to where they meet at the neck. So, yeah. Um, so there's some other smaller things in here that I, I want to talk about. So people have broken this down and they say, you know, the shot then kind of pans out before it hits the dragon. And it says, uh, if you look closely, there is a map marker for Daenerys's unsullied forces. And they would be, uh, it says in the far end of the map in the shore above in the shot above a far distance from the Stark map, uh, marker, uh, the Starks and Winterfell are in this shot. The unsullied that would make them somewhere on the Northeast coast. So the unsullied were um, over in Casterly Rock. Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah, they were over at Casterly Rock. They went there, and there was nobody there. Her Dothraki army is what attacked Jamie Lannister over in the Reach. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So now oh, her unsullied, yeah, her unsullied, it. her unsullied farce, her farces, forces mm-hmm. yeah. will have uh, will have marched over to the east side. Maybe they're going to get on a ship as well. Mm-hmm. And kind of, and maybe, and maybe ride north, or maybe they're kind of hanging out there, um, to kind of still be maybe a blockade in the event that uh, Cersei were to break her promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It or all- maybe they're maybe they're hanging out there over in like you know White White Harbor. And that's where it looks like. That's what it. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And and if you look just to the right of that and over, you know, uh, beyond that is the Vale. Actually, it looks like you can see some of mm-hmm. the, you know, what could be the Erie. So. Uh, right. being consumed down south of the ne- the the neck. So I don't know. That's I didn't notice that till just now. I just went back and looked, and I can see um, the unsullied you know marker right there. So yeah. Huh. Um. So some uh, some other things people have noticed. Um. It says down south things are looking a little more calm for the moment, although there's an alarming fire burning beyond Dorne. Uh, it says notice the sun with a spear map marker in the background. The fire. Uh, Quickly spread, setting ablaze the Lannister map marker, which we imagine sits over King's Landing. Um, as soon the whole uh, and soon the whole cu- uh, countryside is on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, the two forces of nature meet, colliding in a stream-filled uh, haze near the center of the map. Notably, they clash. Uh, the clash happens where the three f- forks of the River Trident, a place of you know obviously of historical significance. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cool thing, though, is that as is as the trailer um, kind of ends, the fire and the ice meet and they form this kind of rock formation, yep. almost like a new wall. Yep. 
Okay. Yep, that's exactly. I'm glad I didn't jump ahead because that's what. As I was, yeah, and 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 yeah. several people are suggesting that it is dragon glass. At least that's what they're going. That's what it kind of looks like. That's what they're kind of going with. Oh, it so. does kind of look like that, actually, doesn't it? Um, right. Just a little bit, yeah. And and to me, I mean, that could be like a new. I mean, yeah, some massive formation. I mean, it's just that they're reclaiming and taking back some land. So, I mean, to take mm-hmm. the north and for the north to be completely under, you know. Um, winter itself and under the night king's rule would be would be crazy that would be a bittersweet type of thing you know to have it it's it's lost it's a place that we love um and the starks have retreated south and you know um gosh that actually reminds me of a a couple different epics you know where like people from the north have to migrate they've got to leave their homes and you know they they sing songs about the great times there you know and like the if you imagine if this continued for another 300 years the north would be another place uh, kind of like beyond the wall right now. It would be a place of, yeah. of uh, wildness, you know, which mm-hmm. which would be nuts because it looks like it forms a wall. I mean, it looks like it forms another, yeah. you know, great barrier. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is all speculation on what more likely than anything is just a hype trailer. Yeah. But, you know, that's what we do here. We go down the rabbit holes to see, you know. Why not? I don't know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So, so yeah, so I think I thought it was pretty cool. I, I definitely watched it and I was like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad we're fi- I'm glad that we're now finally starting to get te- teasers. Yeah. Um, because it means that the next one is going to be new footage. Right. Yep. For sure. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be season. It'll be season eight eight footage. Gosh, so. when, when do you think that'll be? That uh, Super Bowl area time? Oh, Before? absolutely. Before, I, after? Oh, the, well, I um uh, maybe maybe something small before like um, mm-hmm. but I. Definitely think we're get, there's going to be a, a Super Bowl. So tra- yeah, okay, that. yeah, that'd yeah. Be cool. I for sure, for sure, absolutely think there's there would be a, a Super Bowl trailer. Good, good. All right, awesome. All right, well, all right, my friend. That 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 was fun. That's uh good good to get down some rabbit holes. Um, what do we have next here? We wanted a maestro study. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think there, there, uh, is kind of a Game of Thrones convention going on right now. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying, I was trying to remember what it was. I saw it on Twitter. Um, and unfortunately, unfortunately we're not, we're not there. So yeah. What's up with that? I mean, we, we're over here. Yeah. Co- I mean, counting yeah. coppers, you know, so, <laughs> um, let's see here. What, what is it called? Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't find it. That's but. okay. Yeah. So if someone, if someone went, you know, send us some photos or, you know, let us know uh, if there are, if there is one coming up soon, we would like actually to eventually get out to a couple, you know, um, some, some more cons and stuff. And so not even just Game of Thrones specific, but, you know, just cons in general uh, and kind of see what's going on out there. So wanting, mm-hmm. to, wanting to turn into a con junkie myself, I've been to a few, but I'd like to go to more for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, oh the original uh, the um the 2020 calendar, the official Game of Thrones 2020 calendar was released, uh, and it's actually super interesting because it it shows what looks like a White Walker riding a giant ice spider. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just kind of cool. It's the first time I've seen something. I've seen something like that. So, huh? All right. Which is what we were told, you know, happened during the long night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That'd be pretty scary. Hmm. So okay, all right. Let's head. Go ahead and head on over to the Maesters study. Yeah. So we are talking about uh, the three heads 
uh, had the dragon, which I think is just a, yeah, it had three heads, uh, the governance under King Aegon I. And um, what's interesting with some of these chapters is just how we kind of go back and forth. You know, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Rainey's death, and then we'll kind of, um, you know, we'll go to a time, then we'll, we'll hop back to a time, uh, you know, talk about a different aspect of King Aegon's reign or his rule. So this is more about how he, how he uh, you know, reigned or how he governed uh, the, the realm uh, during his time and really sets everything up for future kings and uh, his descendants. So it's, it's pretty neat. We've got the establishment of the, you know, the, the Grand Maester um, spot and mm-hmm. uh, the King's Guard and a couple other kind of, uh, kind of cool things. So, yeah. All right. Um, well, all right. Uh, let me go ahead and read the, the first little line here. Uh, Aegon I Targaryen was a warrior of renown, the greatest conqueror in the history of Westeros, yet many believe his most significant accomplishments came during the times of peace. The Iron Throne was forged with fire and steel and terror, it is said, but once the throne had cooled, it became the seat of justice for all Westeros. Yeah, well, and w- th- that's something to kind of um, to think about. You know, it's not not just conquering the, the Seven Kingdoms or, you know, Six but uh, to actually to rule them and to have people see you as their as their king, you know. And mm-hmm. and one thing it, that uh, this chapter reminded me of was that Aegon found it important to um, what did they call it? It was a it was a tour. I called it a tour. Um, what was it called? Where they went from kingdom to kingdom, you know. And, right. Yeah. 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 And, I, and he, he he talked about the importance, the significance of that, right? You know, and that it was mm-hmm. better to kind of. Um, by doing that, by showing the dragons, you know, sometimes you forget, you know, or, or you have like a younger generation um, who wasn't maybe there, uh, maybe some of the younger sons who didn't see all the um, the war or the fierceness of the dragons or to see their, you know, their sires kind of, you know, destroyed and they start to get brave. They start to, you know, possibly want to um, revolt, you know, or rebel in some way. So, you know, he thought it was important to go around and make sure that everyone remembers, you know, I've got three dragons. They're pretty awesome. They're pretty boss, and uh, you know, don't don't even think about it, really. Well, not only that, but they want to. They want to. You know, you want to see your your leader, you know, out there, kind of ruling, and you know, there is kind of that pomp and circumstance that that comes with it that you kind of want to see. That's kind of the whole point, right? Yeah, like, he said he said that that the small folk that was more just for the lords. The small mm-hmm. folk, though, he wanted them to see, um, you know, him. He wanted him to you know, that the, the, they need to see their king. Um, if you never mm-hmm. see your king, you know, if you don't get this opportunity, it's like a big ceremony. They turned it into big, um, big feast. You know, he would he would sit in court, you know, and he would uh, uh, there were tournaments, th- you know, uh, thrown when, when he would come around. So that all helps the small folk and it makes it seem like mm-hmm. this prosperous, you know, um, time, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we also see uh, it talks about how. Uh, the Targaryens started brokering marriages between the noble houses, yeah. you know, from far ends of the realms in hopes that it would start to create a bunch of alliances, uh, help tie the conquer lands together. And that's something we see many, you know, Targaryens do. And then obviously the 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 lesser lords and stuff, you know, do as well. Um, it says like, you know, Visenya and uh, Rhaenys took special delight in arranging these matches mm-hmm. um, yeah. through their efforts. Yeah, young Ronald Aaron, Lord of the Eyrie, took daughter of Torrin Stark of Winterfell, uh, whilst Lauren Lannister, uh, heir to Castle Rock, married a red wine girl from the Arbor. 
Um, and so, you know, that's a way to kind of start building those relationships and hopefully uh, tying up some of the loose ends that, you know, they had left in there yeah. in their conquering. Yeah, there was even a, a, what the one I found that was interesting was the marriage between the Blackwoods and the Brackens. You know, like mm-hmm. one son uh, from each house had took a daughter from the other house. You know, and it was mm-hmm. like it was just kind of neat because they've been feuding for years and there was some right. way in which they wanted to try to mend that feuding, uh, which was neat, actually. Yeah. Um, and let's uh, and then it. But I, I like I like this line here or this paragraph here, though none had doubted that Aegon Targaryen was the final authority in all matters relating, relating to governance of the realm. His sister Visenya and Rhaenys remained his partners in power throughout his reign, save perhaps the good queen Alicent, the wife of King Jaehaerys, the wife of King Jaehaerys I. No other queen in the history of the Seven Kingdoms ever exercised as much influence over policy as the Dragon Sisters. Um, that was one of the lines I had, you know, talked about in my initial review that I like because it's like clearly you. Uh, this was written before. Mm-hmm. Cersei Lannister yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know but I just uh, I find that but yeah I mean so they clearly had a lot of freedom um, and that's something we we don't see under some of the other queens is it does seem like Aegon gives them kind of full authority almost yeah yeah exactly well you know um, I just found the the bit where it's like a royal progress right so as they move around he would always take one of his sisters with him one of his queens with him uh, so that the the realm could see her and the other one would sit in judgment. You know, they would sit on, right. um, you know, the Iron Throne, and basically they had full, full power. Even though he had a hand of the king, um, they still sat there. I mean, I'm sure when both of them were gone, then it, you know, defaulted to the uh, the right. hand. There must always be a Targaryen on the Iron Throne. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that that was pretty neat. And. Uh, so with that, lo- looking at the Iron Throne in King's Landing, um, we get more of the Aegon Fort, right? Just the how how it um, kind of came to be and how it just kept growing. You remember that bit where it's just gonna, sort of talking right. about yeah. um, it, it became at one point I think when we end this chapter, it's the third uh, largest city or inhabited you know uh, place in uh, the Seven Kingdoms behind uh, was it Gulltown in um, oh this my Old Town Old Town yeah. I don't know if Gold Town was it or not, but yeah, it was definitely Old Town was one of them. So, anyways, yeah, it, it definitely kept growing and growing and growing. And um, for a while there, you know, it, it, they had the they had the hills, right? So you had Aegon's Hill, you had uh, Visenya's Hill, and Rainey's Hill. So they named the three sort of hills after the after the Dragon Lords. And um, and we'll talk more about as it grows, sort of what happens. There's a couple uh, rebellions and different things. Um, well, actually some, some pirating, some slavery that causes, uh, Aegon to sort of look to his defenses there in King's Landing a bit. But, uh, so that was one, uh, segment of the, of the chapter that I was, it's a little boring, but it also just shows you the, the evolution of, of King's Landing, you know? And so, and why Mm -hmm. also sometimes I think people wonder, you know, it, it wasn't, um, it's it's why Magor and some of the Targaryens later have to do so much to it because it wasn't intended to be a city, really. I mean, it, it was sort of like it just grew into it. It was this fort that uh, kind of just kept growing, and it's really mismatched and, and uh, takes a while for them to get it kind of uniform, I think. He's spending a lot of time on Dragonstone. He preferred to be there because it had it was more roomy. Um, it was more, uh, you know, well-stocked and, and had more history, so. Yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I like uh, some something I like. I kind of like uh, as as you know. Right after that um, is this when it, it kind of starts to talk about um, 
Aegon and his journeys, right, which we had talked about a little bit. Um, it is better to forestall rebellions than to put them down. Yeah. And I just I think that's that's a you know a really good thing because you know if you if you can just kind of hold it off, you know, or keep or prevent it from happening in the first place, then you don't have to start a war. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that was where I was saying, you know, just the idea that like, you know, as time because he he reigns for for quite a while, and uh, you know, some of those lords, some of the lordship turns over to younger sons. It's like they need reminders. You know, you got to keep going out there and you know, kind of reminding people that we're still here, we're still in power, and um, yeah. So yeah, that, that was part of that royal progress that they were making. Which is smart. I mean, which is really smart. I mean, he's also like like the other thing too is when he was going and doing those royal progresses, he would sit on. Um, it, it said at one point it didn't matter whether it was, um, oh gosh, whatever dais or or, or um, throne he was sitting on in the in the different uh, regions, he would uh, hold court. You know, and he would sort of uh, he kept all those maesters. What was it like? Something like six maesters uh, near him, so he could understand sort of the 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 rule, so the the laws of the land. And um, show the people that he was just and that he, you know, knew how to be fair to folks. I mean, again, like like uh, we had said back when we were doing a World of Ice and Fire, everyone, after a while, people were just bending the knee. And, and he showed them that I'll, I'll forgive you. You can bend the knee and you can keep your land. You can keep all of your, you know, um, inheritance and what have you. And I'll set you up as a warden or, or, or something, you know, uh, ruler of that region. But, but you right. still are underneath the king's authority. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, and I like, you know, it also helps when you fly in on Balerion, right? You know, Absolutely. It definitely makes it. Yeah, it definitely makes it. But um, you know, when yeah, this idea this idea of, you know, not having wars start, right? And you can kind of have that ability to put them down. Although it does talk about there's still fighting, right? Like there's definitely yeah. still Oh yeah. There's definitely still there's definitely still fighting. Yep. Um a line that I I I like and I don't know if it's the same in the books, but I know it's in the show where you know, it, it, when Tyrion shows up, and uh, it's when Sir Dauntus is, mm-hmm. um, you know, being forced to drink, and Sansa saves him, and then Tyrion shows up, and um, he, you know, Joffrey's sitting there, and he comes over and he consoles Sansa, and he's like, you know, hey, like I'm sorry to hear about your father, and he's like, well, her, her father was a traitor. He's like, yeah, but he's still her father, and that's kind of the thing with these rebellions. Is, yeah, you know, even even like you know, you look at somebody like Balon Greyjoy. Um, right, like, yeah, he's totally well. For starters, he's dumb. I think Balin Greyjoy yeah. is just an, yeah. an idiot. Like, you have, there's no way you're gonna like take over the, you know, the oh the yeah. seven the seven kingdoms. But uh, he's still Theon's father. So, like, you know, even even you know, even that he grew up like a Stark, his dad is still always going to be his dad, even yeah. if his dad was in the wrong. So, right, I think that's uh, I think that's something that Aegon Targaryen kind of realizes, and I think that that's why he uh, you know is able to. Yeah, you know, that's why I think I think they're instilling these these laws and trying to get these marriages and stuff. So, hey, we need to quickly move on from this. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the other bit, too, was how much he kept uh, close ties with Old Town and with the faith. You know, right. so he was often working with them and uh, and always trying to appease them because, again, you know, him having two wives and, and them, those wives being his sisters. Uh, you know, I saw somebody post something funny in in the in the group not too long ago. You know, they're they're reading about how people were, 
you know, upset with like the, the Targaryens for, for their marriages and we all get like defensive, like, how dare you? You know, like, why are you mad at, at Aegon for having two wives and they're both his sister? You know, because Ger, Ger puts right. us in that place where it's like, we, we love these characters and uh, we're like, what's wrong with that? You know, so <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. so he's always trying to keep up good, you know, uh, good face. Yeah, with I mean, faith. yeah, right here. A, yeah, Aegon's chief concern was peace. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, yeah, so... So, yeah, I think, you know, that's the first law of the land of uh, the first the first law of the land shall be the king's peace. King Aegon decreed and any lord who goes to war without my leave shall be considered a rebel and enemy of the Iron Throne. So not necessarily the war to um, like, you know, if you're going to feud with other other lands. No, you just cannot fight each other, period. Right. Yeah. Keeping the king's peace. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Um, so now it, it does move on here just a little bit. I'm on, you know, page 45 here. And it, 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 this is where I was bringing up earlier um, how the city had grown and needing those defenses. Mm-hmm. And at one point they, they look to the example of Lannisport and Old Town to build their great wall. OK, so they build mm-hmm. this big wall around King's Landing um, just sort of because of the Summer Island raids. You know, so many women and children, a thousand or more, I think, uh, were, mm-hmm. were like sold into uh, slavery. And so mm-hmm. he definitely starts and that that shows concern, you know, for for his uh, right. for his people. He's he may not always be there and and be this just, you know, ruler and 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 have his dragons to protect everybody, you know, because at first it's sort of like who would dare, you know, attack King's Landing. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, but then he sees he's also away, you know, a lot of times and and just wants to show his people that they are protected and that they're safe. And so uh, they start to kind of work on. Work on building up King's Landing and uh, from from there. So, uh, let's see, a couple other things here. Um, well, it goes it goes on to kind of talk about. Um, I like that it talks a little bit about each of the queens. And I, I don't, again, this is another thing that we had kind of read. Um, I think this is expanded upon. Um, you know, it talks about like Queen Rainey's took great interest in the small folk. Um, you know, had a special love for women and children. Uh, once she was holding court in Aegon for a man brought before her. Uh, was brought before her for beating his wife to death. Oh, yeah. The woman's brothers wanted him punished, but the husband argued that he was within his lawful rights. Uh, since he had found his wife abed with another man, the right of the husband to chastise an erring wife was well established throughout the Seven Kingdoms, except for in Dorne. Mm-hmm. The husband further pointed out that the rod he used to be his wife was no thicker than his thumb and even produced the rod in evidence. When the queen asked him how many times he had struck his wife, however, the husband could not answer, but the dead woman's brothers insisted uh, there had been a hundred blows. Wow. Yeah. And so that, yeah, so that was, you know, within his right. And then, uh, so queen Rainey's, uh, consulted with the maesters and septums and rendered her decision. An adulterous wife gave offense to the seven who had created women to be faithful and obedient and therefore must be chastised as a God has seven faces. However, the punishment should consist only of six blows for the seventh blow would be for the stranger that the first six blows the man had struck had been lawful, but the remaining 94 had been an offense. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the rule of six. And we talked about that before. Mm-hmm. That had come up so- at some point in yeah. World of Ice of Fire. That, uh, then it talks a little bit more about Queen Visenya. So I like this kind of background here. Um talks about, you know, she did not share her sister's love in music. Uh, she was not without humor, though. But, um, uh, you know, it says uh, there's a darkness in her. Yeah. And uh, it says, um, I well, like this, though. It, said, yeah. it says, uh, you know, Visenya was to outlive both her siblings, and it was rumored that in her later years she could no longer wield a sword, so she delved into the dark arts, mixing poisons and casting malign spells. Some even suggest she might have been a kinslayer and a kingslayer, that she may have killed uh, Aegon Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah, um, or, or you know, Amy's too. You know, his his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that, that gets kind of dark in the, in, at the end uh, w- with with her. It, one of the things I thought was funny is is right before that they talk about her. Um, she kept for her own fool um, a hunchback called Lord Monkeyface. So I had never right. hadn't come across. I don't know if that's new, but I I don't remember that being in a world of ice and fire. And uh, you know when she when he choked to death later she uh, she acquired an ape and dressed him in Lord Monkeyface's clothing. So trying to show just this uh, this other side of Vicenia that she did have some some humor and uh, and things. She was just more of a warrior, more of a stern you know uh, type of warrior. Right. And one thing to contrast her, uh, as you said, with Rainies, and we've always talked about her being uh, more into the arts and, and various things. We talk a lot a lot about that when we talk about Anies. Um But it's it was said that there was great wisdom actually in her. Um, giving favor to some of these bards and some of these singers because mm-hmm. they would then go sing of her beauty, you know, around the 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 kingdoms. They would sing of the of the warrior king, you know, Aegon, and it, and for the small folk, you know, I mean, if if they are kind of okay and upset and accepting of, you know, this or they see Aegon in in this light, that that really does a lot for their cause and it really sort of um, helps to solidify. Their power, and so that's one thing I didn't, you know. Um, I think we had actually talked about that again previously, but it's really important to kind of think about. Um, we just had that happening with uh, with, with Catelyn, you know, talk, bringing uh, Marillion, the singer, along to sort of capture all of the, you know, the story and to tell yeah. what happens, you know, later on. So yeah, so so I, uh, one thing I want to say uh, quickly about that, uh, the idea that possibly uh, Visenya Targaryen um, poisoned uh, Aegon Targaryen. Yeah. Um, so uh, that if that if that was ultimately what is happens or even if it's not, that uh, is interesting because that would draw a parallel to uh, Rome. Right. So when Rome became an empire under uh, Octavius and then he becomes, you know, Augustus Caesar, um, he well, his wife, uh, Julia, um, or not not Julia, uh, uh, Livia, Drusilla, she um, she wants her her son, who is not Octavius Augustus's uh, son, uh, Tiberius, to become emperor. And she keeps trying to get him to name him as his heir, and he won't do it. And so um, she ends up kind of, she ends up poisoning Augustus so that Tiberius can actually then become emperor. And so it's interesting because here you have Visenya, same thing, where it's, she's probably going to want her son, Magor, to become mm-hmm. king yeah. over, um, you know, one of Rainey's uh yeah. kids you know uh who who uh, you know um uh Aenys, who does become king so it's just kind of interesting that it's that kind of parallel oh we've just established this new kingdom kind of a parallel to the roman empire um yeah. and you know that that same type of thing so i just I, that's the first thing that came to my head when i read that i was like oh that's kind of like uh, that would be kind of like uh rome which we know gur draws inspiration from so yeah yeah it's interesting you know what uh as you're telling that i was thinking about like it's kind of an odd position to be in, you know, you have Aenys, and it's outside of this chapter, but you have him being the firstborn, right? Um, and then you have Magor, right? Is is the second born, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. but yeah. but Visenya is the firstborn or the eldest, you know, sister. Daughter, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, so, and then Rhaenys is the younger. So it's just kind of, kind of a weird uh, dynamic, isn't it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so a couple more things just before we wrap up here. Um, I thought, let me see if I can find it on page 49 here, just talking about the uh, the the, the uh, need for a Kingsguard. I thought that yeah, was pretty... Yeah, this, this, and this is also, we had read this before. Um, it's a it's similar event. I, it's somewhere in World of Ice and Fire, um, 
right? The the idea that um that that uh, Aegon uh, was attacked, right? And then you yeah. know Visenya has to save him, yes. right? Visenya has to save him. It talks about your like even with Blackfire in your hand, you are only one man, uh, and I cannot always be with you. She this is where she draws Dark Sister, slashes him across the cheek, yeah. Um, with her guard, yeah, she's like your guards are slow and lazy. I could have killed you as easily as I can cut you. You require better protection. King Aegon bleeding had no chance to agree, no chance, you know, but to agree. Yeah, and what I love that that Gur does though is is the, with the formation of the King's Guard. It's not just who wins the tourney. You know, if there's some great tourney, she mm-hmm. actually says no. That's not a, that's not a good idea. We need uh, loyal men. You know, not they, they can right. be super skilled, but you know, a loyal uh, guard is going to be more watchful. You know, they're going to be right. uh, more aware of what's happening to their king and and on their guard. And so, you know, she actually, doesn't she pick him? I think she picks the, because she is, you know, always watching over her brother. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. so she ends up picking the Aegon Seven um, that are written in the White Book, the King's Guard, uh, Sir Richard Root, um, Sir Addison Hill, Bastard of Cornfield, uh, Sir Gregor Good, Sir Griffin Good, his brother, Sir Humphrey the Mummer, uh, Sir Robin Darklin, uh, called Dark Robin, and Corals Valerian, Lord Commander. So those are the mm-hmm. the original kind of seven. Two of those actually end up die, dying protecting the king and all served with valor to the end of their lives. And so they, you know, it's important that the first of the of the seven be these epic, you know, kind of heroes and, and uh, really embody what it means to be a, a, a king's guard because it sets the example for everybody else coming, you know, uh, after them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that is it. The three heads had the dragon governance under King Aegon the first. So next week for World of Ice and Fire, or not, um, Fire and Blood, we're going to be doing Sons of the Dragon. So I'm interested to see. Um, I'm going to have to pull up Sons of the Dragon again and see if it is like a word for word retelling of the novella that we got. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it kind of is. So right, well, kind of a cool way. To, it makes it easier to find. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, and, and I, I even kind of thought, you know, uh, as I went back and read a couple of those other chapters, that there's there's just little tiny things that are that are just subtle differences or things that he mm-hmm. leaves out or adds in, just just real minor. But so it forces me to read every every last bit of it, which is fine. I uh, enjoy it. So, uh, okay, my friend, I think it's time to uh, head into the reread. Absolutely. Let me pull it up here. That's so, yeah, last week, uh, I mean, I can easily recap this for us. We we learned yeah, that. Go right uh, that uh, John John Aaron was killed by by Lysa, um, <laughs> so that happened. Uh, <laughs> no, Catelyn uh, <laughs> gets news from River Run uh, that House Lannister is gathering an army at Ca- at Castle Rock, and that actually is is quite of. I think that's kind of interesting. I love thinking about River Run and what she's feeling with her with her brother Edmure and and with Hoster Tully and what's going on there. Is he too sick? Why didn't he write the letter? Why also is Liza keeping it from? Uh, her sister or, or you know not not get bringing it to her r- right away uh she's kind of power hungry there's a duel between uh Bronn. uh he ends up killing Servardus uh Egan and uh Lysa is forced to set Tyrion uh and Bronn free outside the bloody gate to take their chances with the mountain clans so that was a recap from last week um now this week we are in uh John uh 5 but last week we were in John 4 and uh, well, I'm sorry. Last, last time we were wait. in John, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that sounded weird. Well, we were we were never in John, but we were in John. <laughs> last four. time we were talking about John. <laughs> oh boy, 
Oh goodness, it's alright. Li- yeah, you're 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 lucky that wasn't a female character. Well, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, the <laughs> the amount of, in the last couple of weeks, the amount of offensive things I've said or the amount of things that I've said wrong are just are they're just piling up on me like crazy. It's it's so hilarious. Uh, but anyways, yeah, last time talking about John in uh, in four there, uh, Sam uh, appears in the yard in his training, and uh, Sir Alistair Thorne is a dick, you know, and uh, basically. Uh, is trying to teach you know the John and his friends you know how to fight. He's trying to prep these men for uh, the Night's Watch to be men of the Night's Watch, and um, you know they end up uh, kind of helping Sam out. They kind of uh, he convinces the other recruits to go easy on Sam and uh, and and help him along because he is um, he's a craven, my friend. He's a craven. So uh, this week though, the summary uh, for John uh, five Sir Alistair announces that he is passing eight recruits, including John. Uh, there's a bunch of celebration. He's happy uh, that he's moving on. They're all um, ready to get out from underneath uh, Alistair Thorne's watchful eye. Sam, uh, he's he's not going to be protected, though, anymore. And he is actually going to have to continue training um, with some of the new recruits that are coming in. John heads to Maester Eamon to see if Sam will be allowed to be his steward since he can read, write, and do sums. All right, mm-hmm. there's your there's your summary. So let's get into some of these details here. And this is kind of, as as you'd said, Sir Matt, uh, a pretty straightforward chapter you know it's it's um Mm, yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely a shorter chapter here um you know so uh so i'll I'll go ahead and read kind of the first thing here uh you are so hopeless as any boys i'd ever trained sir alistair thorne announced when they had assembled in the yard your hands were made uh made for manure shovels not for swords and if it were up to me the lot of you would get uh be set to herding swine but last night i was told that Gurren uh, is marching five new boys up to the King's Road. One or two may even be worth the price of piss. Uh, to make room for them, I have decided to pass eight of you on to the Lord Commander to do with as he will. He called out the names one by one. Toad, Stonehead, Orox, Lover, Pimple, Monkey, Sir Loon. Last, he looked at John and the Bastard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that he's nicknamed them all. You know, I mean, that's sort of. A, mm-hmm. But what's what's interesting is we we see that we see this from John's point of view, right? And it's it's Sir Alistair Thorne, you know, who's who's a jerk. You know, he's just it's mm-hmm. that's his job, though, man. You know, that's that's what he's supposed to do. And uh, it, it's funny. I mean, I imagine he treats every single one of the recruits kind of the same way, and he he finds ways to, you know, um, toughen them up a little bit, or 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 to knock them down a few notches if they need to, or 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 build them up if they if they have to be built up. You know. Except for Sam, clearly, uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a different uh, dif- different approach, and uh, he's also pissed. He's up there at the at the wall, man. You know, I mean, he kind of uh, when you look at Sir Oster's, you know, where he came from and, and his whole right, yeah, history. We, yeah, we looked at it. You know, he was he was a Targaryen supporter. Who yeah, got sent to the wall. You know, for being a Targaryen supporter. So yeah, so I mean, I don't know if 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 he only knew, you know, who who John truly was <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or is. Uh, yeah, so so Pip and those guys are very very excited and and uh, and they're all you know hooting and hollering and and uh, definitely um, excited. And it says that let's see the other boys gathered around the eight who had been named, laughing and cursing and offering congratulations. Halder smacked Toad on the butt with the flat of his sword and shouted, "Toad of the Night's Watch!" Um, yelling that a black brother needed a horse. Pip leapt onto Grin's shoulders and they tumbled to the ground, rolling and punching and hooting. So. You know they're excited because they're. It's finally they get to kind of. It's it's like graduation, man. You know you finally get to go get a job, be assigned something, get into this norm normalcy. I guess. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which is good. So. Yeah, you, and then you're yeah, you're no longer training, and you're you know you're a member of the Night's Watch, and yeah, stuff like that. 
but Sam. And I, I, well, except for Sam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I mean, essentially, I mean, essentially, uh, you know, this is where they kind of, um, yeah. You know, so they, so they kind of go have their special meal, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Lots of food there, right? I mean, they they got it from yeah. the. Uh, uh, Lord Commander's table, right? Which is mm-hmm. cool. You know, yeah. There's a oh sorry, there's a there's a line before that, right, where they, they're talking. Um, you know, and Sam and Sam kind of says, you know, Sam and John are kind of talking and uh he says, you know, kind of I'm happy for you. He says, you know, he looks at John, he says, You'll be uh you'll be first ranger someday just as your uncle was and John says is. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he would not accept that Benjamin Stark had died. Uh, and then that's that's kind of it. So I just that's just like a one quick little kind of kind of line in there but i like that it just just that soft reminder about yeah. benjamin stark right like that still is that's still um you know something john is concerned about yeah well and and uh, all of that i mean that like there's so much attention given to that you know there's so much attention given to um whether benjamin stark is alive or not and so that's why we've had great mm-hmm. conversations in the past about it and and it's one we'll have in the future i am sure but yeah, I love to see the hinting, you know, just that he is he is still alive and he's out there. And he's not necessarily who we who we think he is, you know, according to Gurr. Um and yeah. so, you know, the whole cold hands thing is is something that uh Gurr has actually spoke about publicly. So um Well yeah, 'cause yeah, 'cause he's not you know, Ben Ark isn't cold hands, you know. Right, that's what Gurr said. Cold, yeah. cold cold hands is cold hands. He's cold who hands. Who was Ben who was Benjamin Stark. There you go. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, yeah, so so anyways, he's reminding him uh, there. Um, at this point, you could, the guys kind of run over, get on John a little bit. They they grab his arm and all that kind of stuff. And by the time he turns back around, Sam is gone, and uh, yeah. he kind of is, is feeling for his friend there. And uh, and then that's when we get the the table set uh, with all of the um, the 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 good eating. So they uh, feast mm-hmm. it on a rack of lamb, you know, baked in the crust of garlic and herbs, garnished with spring uh, with sprigs of mint. Yeah, oh, sounds great. So it's good. Yeah, mashed yellow turnips, all sorts of good stuff. Butter dripping everywhere. Salad, spin, ch- chickpeas, turnip greens. You know. Um, oh, oh, we had this, sir Matt. We had the iced blueberries and sweet cream. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I have had that actually. So. Um, yeah, that was re- that one was really good actually. That was yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah so it's basically just ice, basically just ice cream. Uh, you know, blueberry ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> uh. And so Pip is starting to wonder, well, okay, what's what's going to happen now? You know, what happens next? I mean, I mean, where do we go? Do we stay together? And uh, some of them are hoping, you know, Gren's hoping to be a ranger. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mathar wants to be, uh, what's what's he say? Oh, he says, you and everyone else, right? Um, and Halder is the one who says, it's the builders for me. What use would rangers be mm-hmm. if the wall fell down? So everyone has their own, their strengths and, and their where they want to be. They're all supposed to be fighters though. They're all supposed to be able to pick up, you know, steel for uh the night's right. watch if need be. Where where do you th- where do you think you would be, sir Ezra? Wow. That's a great question. Um hmm. If you had if you had to take the black where, you know. I don't know, man. I think I cuz cuz you you actually learn more about the stewards in this than than you realize, which is that they, right, that yeah, because when you first hear about the stewards, you think it's just kind of like they're janitors, but that's yeah. not really the case. No, they hunt, they they do a lot of different things, uh, they need to read and write, you know, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I kind of like the idea of, of being a steward, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I even look back at like Valen Pool and some of the stuff that he was responsible for, you kind of like look to, to you know, organize things and, and what have you, so I don't know, maybe, maybe that. Uh, right, because like, because, uh, you know, what what does, um, oh god, now, now I'm forgetting, now I'm forgetting his name. 
um, Donald Noy. Like you know, Donald Noy is an oh, armor, but yeah. what is he? Is he? A, is he a steward? Is he a builder? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so that would be. Well, yeah, he's he's uh, steward. He's a steward, I guess. That's he, well, he's just a, he's just the uh, blacksmith. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's got. Let's see. Yeah, but he's he's got. But you initially are put into one of those three categories. So clearly, there's sub even rangers. There were, I think, there's sub the sub jobs inside of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I have to look up all the different, uh, you know, jobs up there. But I, I don't know. What, what about you? What, what would you, uh, you know, go with? I think I'd probably be a builder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be. I think that'd be kind of. So cool, you'd be yeah. like repairing the wall and and repairing some of the keeps and stuff, you know. Yeah, you know, build. Yeah, building stuff, fences. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know. Swing, swinging a hammer. I think that'd be. You know, I'd be. I'd be. Okay yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that I would be, I don't, you know, like, I'm down to, to be a, ra- like, not, like a warrior, yeah, I'm down to fight, but I mean, beyond the wall, out in the cold, I don't, that's just, I mean, I love the cold, but I mean, it sounds really cold up there, you know, it's like, I like mm-hmm. a certain level of cold, and that's just too well, much. Well, you know, yeah, I don't know, I, I didn't, I didn't go into the military, so I'm not entirely sure how it works, but you know, like, even, it seems like all of them take tours, kind of, or turns, you know, on the wall, watching the on the wall, yeah, yeah. like you know, yeah. watch watching watching off the wall. So, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever we need, whatever we need to do to obviously keep Sir Ezra off the top of the wall because he clearly is yeah. not watch watchful very much I, lately. But I, I'm not uh, ready, you know. guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the unwatchful should not be up there if we want to survive. All right, uh, yeah. yeah. And how those wildlings get over here? Well, I don't. Know. I got <laughs> Sir Ezra was up there. He was, you know, I don't know who put him up there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Oh, so so, no. so here you go. You, I just looked up uh, kind of the structure. Here you've got the, steward, okay. the stewards are responsible for the assortment of uh, crucial features, providing vital day-to-day services. They hunt, they farm, tend uh, horses, gather firewood, cook meals, make clothes, maintain weapons, bring supplies needed to the Night's Watch from the south. Yeah, so he's probably a he's so he's a steward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, so and Don I would, Annoy would be a steward. Yeah, and I would love. I'd be okay being a blacksmith. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, yeah. You got Bowen Marsh serves as the Lord Steward or First Steward. Uh, you've got the uh, builders are responsible for tending to and maintaining the wall and its castles. Uh, the order provides masons, carpenters, miners, wood, woodsmen to this end. Um, uh, let's see. Rangers are the main fighting force, adept at surviving in the wilderness, tasked with scouting and patrolling the haunted forest beyond the wall. They actively defend the wall and ride out to face the watch's enemies, including wildlings and the legendary others. First ranger is okay. Benjamin Stark. So, yeah, because he's not dead. All right, yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. There's a just a couple of the, uh, yeah. Um, all right, let's dive back into this though. So yeah, they're excited to get their their positions, and and we uh, we'll see where each of them kind of uh, end up next uh, next time we're here. But because for now, I mean, uh, John at one point like he he um, he doesn't finish his strawberries or his uh, his blueberries. Excuse me, his blueberries and cream. He mm-hmm. did, he he he's not eating very much. And when they ask him about it, he's just worried about Sam. You know, and he's just like he's right. they're, they're gonna. You know, it just doesn't sit well. He's a friend of his now, and um, he's worried about him. You know, getting either you know, I don't know, tormented, killed in some way. What you know, it, no one's gonna be there to uh, to protect him. Right. So, um, let's see here. Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, basically, he uh, he ends up just going to uh, you know, Mister Mister Amen. Yeah. yeah. Is. Is, oh well, we're, is ult- well, is ultimately where he goes. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, in, uh, right before that, one of the things that um, 
so so yeah, he it talks about his sadness and all this different stuff, and they talk about possibly going to East Watch and Shadow uh, or the Shadow Tower and all those different things. Um, he goes back, uh, his dire wolf is there, and he goes out to to to, uh, to ride for a little bit. And I thought mm. this was an interesting sort of uh, conversation he has with himself. He's out riding. He goes down the creek a little bit. He just out, he just literally takes off, and no one's going to stop. No one is there to stop him. I mean, he can just obviously leave and ride on if he wants to. And uh, he actually thinks to himself, you know, that he could just keep riding, you know, and by daylight or by the, I don't know when it was uh, that he was out, but that he does, he hasn't sworn his vows yet. He is still a free man. He still could leave. And so mm-hmm. he has that little thought, that little conversation with himself. And I thought that was kind of interesting, just thinking back to, you know, Winterfell. And he's sort of like, you know, I, there's nothing there for me, though. Really, I can't, I wouldn't be welcomed, you know, I'd be welcomed by my brothers, but there's no place for me in King's Landing. Um, either with my father, so 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 yeah, he's kind of um, well. He thinks, and then he thinks he thinks about his his mother too for a second. Yes, he does. Right, yeah. Um, and he he you know thinks about like you know she must have been somebody pretty un you know unhonorable if if even you know Lord Eddard Stark wouldn't. Yes, too ashamed to speak of her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's what he says. You know, but because she was either a whore or an, or an adulterous fool. Uh, something dark and dishonorable, or else why was Lord Eddard too ashamed to speak of her? Yeah, and he's just he's just kind of made him makes makes him sad, makes him you know just kind of wonder. Um, he's he's kind of got nothing, and so and he knows once he marries the Wall, essentially that he can't leave. He starts to think about these other places, uh, these other great mm-hmm. sites in the world that he will never go to, you know, um, unless he's sent there by the Watch to either get recruits or supplies. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but uh, as you said, then he shows up and, and uh, speaks with Chet and is trying to get in to speak with Mr. Eamon, and uh, they said that he's a bed, but Mr. Eamon lets him know that, actually, really, I don't sleep that much anymore. <laughs> you know, the older I get, I don't need as much uh, much sleep, and, and that uh, treating a visitor um, is actually kind of a nice little mix-up for him. So he, he um, John is shown in there, and he, and he gets a chance to talk with Mr. Eamon, and this is kind of cool. I, you know, I was thinking as I was reading, how much does Mr. Eamon know? You know about John. Oh, exactly. That I was just wondering, like, like what does he know? Um, I, I don't know. I wish we knew more, you know. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll get it later. But yeah, so he kind of says, um, uh, John refers back to um, his own upbringing and basically looking at uh, not being wasteful. He explains everything from when Sam showed up to where they are now and how he was kind of picked on and. Um, uh, you know, yeah. So, so he wants to kind of uh, see if Maester Eamon will take him in as a steward, and and uh, Chet is kind of offended. You know, um, they kind of ask the questions like, "Well, can he hunt? Can he gather? You know, can he ride a horse? You know, can he do all these different things?" And uh, John kind of says, "No, no, no. He can't do any of those things, uh, but he can read and write, and he's read every book in his father's library, and that's what he loves to do. You know, and so." Um, he could be of service there because uh, one of the other stewards that's with Maester Eamon uh, is blind or is going blind or has bad eyes mm-hmm. or something right. like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you know, so and, and Chet can't read. Is that right? I mean, he he's not able to help with that. So uh, that would be a great help to Maester Eamon. Right. Is to help. Uh, right. So. Well, yeah. And, and he's I mean, he's also worried, you know, he's going to die, you know, if he doesn't. Yeah. If he doesn't do something to help his friend. Yeah, for sure. For sure, but it, it actually he finds a a good. This is a good spot. Chet can't read the Ravens. Maester Eamon needs someone to read them and 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 uh, someone trustworthy, you know, because the other guy is his sight is failing. He's older. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, right. Um, it's not that he can't. It's just that 
it's starting to fail. So you need you need to train someone to kind of take over that role. So great wisdom, yeah. you know. Well, you know, and and I think I think too, it's like I don't know that uh, Sir Alistair Thorne would actually ultimately kill Sam, but that's yeah. what they think. You know, is is going to happen? I mean, like, yeah, no, it's, yeah. I mean, you, like you you talk about how how badly you need people. It's like I'm sure they would find something for Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I think he's just sort of like uh, he doesn't. John doesn't see any any point in. He kind of makes the point that like Randall Tarley is that his father, right? You know, d- um, right. Doesn't wasn't able to make him a man in all these years. You know. There's nothing that we're going to be able to do here to change him. He's not he's not somebody who's going to change. He is who he is. Why waste time? You know, why waste him as a resource? You know, he says he reminds um, Mr. Eamon that the Night's Watch needs every man they can get. And they yeah, have. Ex- oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so so uses skills, you know, and um, so and, and Mr. Eamon's moved by it. He's like, yeah, you know, that's uh, this is, you know, he can see that Mr. Lewin had, uh, you know, had taught John well, actually, and uh, mm-hmm. he says your your mind is as deft as your blade, uh, it would seem. And uh, he, you know, John says, does that mean? And he, uh, Maester Eamon says, it means I shall think on what you have said. The Maester told him, and now I believe I am ready to sleep. Chet showed Chet show our young brother to the door. Um, so yeah, he's moved by John and 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 uh, sees his wisdom, and actually wouldn't be surprised if Maester Eamon had. You know, he talks with the Lord Commander as well. So some of this decision making that's done in the next couple uh, John chapters, you know, um, Maester Eamon's seen a lot here. You know what I mean? E- even though he's blind, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's right. He's seeing uh, he's seeing what uh, character well, John has. Hold on a second. Didn't did the what was did the Tarleys support the Targaryens? I think they did. Uh, I, I, let me. I mean, I have to look it up real quick. Uh, during during Ro- during Robert's Rebellion, I'm I'm fairly certain that they did. Did they? Let's see. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here. I am I am fairly uh certain that they that they were Targaryen supporters during well, what, during Robert's Rebellion. What are you getting at if they do? If they, well, I'm just saying. You know, he would also know that he's a Tarly, and that's oh, a, I it's see. A, it's a, and so maybe that's something else that that was kind of a. In the, in the decision making, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, wow, dude, right here. Yeah, Randall Tarly. That's what I thought. I forgot. He commanded the vanguard of the Reach during the Battle of Ashford, where he killed Lord uh, Carafin and forced Robert Baratheon to retreat. Mm-hmm. How, uh, however, Randall's liege, Lord Mace Tyrell, took credit for the victory. But yeah, huh? You know, Ma- Maester Aemon would know better. Yeah, 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 for sure. Huh. That's so maybe that's so maybe so maybe that's another reason why he's uh, you know kind of keen to to Sam is because yeah or, you know he knows that that yeah 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 that, I'm sure yeah exa- that's a, that's a good point actually yeah just thinking about even though those uh, you know uh, aren't supposed to matter up beyond the wall we know that they do those those uh, alliances yeah they yeah they yeah they they, cl- they clearly do yeah yeah so that's a good point interesting um so anyways yeah we'll see I mean you know uh, in the next couple uh, John chapters here just that. Uh, Gosh, it feels like it goes so, I don't know, like it's going to take us a bit to really get to some of the, um, some, some of that uh, action that John has. So, because he's going to have some right. turmoil here at the end of this, uh, at this book with just, it, I, I brought up the whole bit about him riding, you know, um, out, uh, kind of riding around, just looking, being free and thinking about leaving because of, you know, as we know what happens here uh, towards the end of this story. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it kind of for for the chapter yeah is, you know 
Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. John, I mean, it's, then, sh- it's short. Then, and, then, jo- yeah. then John kind of leaves, and that's and that's it. So, uh, All right. Well, uh, Sir Ezra, I think we have, a, we have a raven, don't we? We do. Yeah, we have a raven here. Let me get the old doc up here. Um, let's see. Ah, this was from um, Lord Eric of House Noble. And uh, we actually, uh, I think, received this a, a while back, and it was right around the time we were switching things up with uh, Follow Up Friday, and so mm-hmm. we hadn't had a chance to really, to really get, to really get to it. And uh, it's it's pretty hysterical, and it's it's a good raven. So um, I will I will read through it here real quick. Uh, Dear sir, several weeks ago, I sent a bullshit attempt at a raven. <laughs> Um, at that time I was on about the 11th episode and I had not yet heard the topic I was writing about um, to discuss so I thought that I would send a quick raven between sets while I was working uh, out uh, from my iPhone using voice text Uh, I don't think I even uh, read it after to proofread I had not yet heard the amazing ravens uh, that were to come from Lord Adam Parker and the Ghost of Harrenhal and realize now why my raven got no response from either of you <laughs> so no not at all sir uh, not at all that's hilarious though uh, he says I was wrong for sending such a bullshit raven and I have brought shame on my great house uh, a man can only admit when he is wrong and beg forgiveness uh, part of the topic, uh, Cat's Paw Dagger, uh, I was asking about has since been discussed a little bit, so I will try again because um, some of the ideas I have uh, ideas on have not yet been discussed. So here we go. Uh, this is definitely pertaining more to the show. Oh, real yeah. quick, real yeah. quick, one second. Yeah. Yeah, and I just want to say, if even if somebody's talked about it, go ahead and bring it back up. Like, it's fine, especially because we'll come back to it. We'll talk about it again. Um, there's always new information uh, that we, you know, we'll kind of uncover or think about, and that's going to make all those connections. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like, if you had asked us two weeks ago who kills John Aaron, I well, know. Sir Ezra still wouldn't have known then. So, still you know, know, I mean, it's okay. It's just, on, you know, please bring <laughs> it back up because, you know, good God. Yeah. No, that's actually funny that you see, because... I I wish I had just like a, a I have all these docs with all these notes and it's just sort of like it's all over the fl- I I feel like if you could take a picture of my room I've got this just stuff pinned against the walls and I've got rope you know I've got uh, you know lines going from here to there right. trying to connect stuff and it's just a madhouse of ideas mm-hmm. uh, but yeah no you're right I mean it's like we we do want to kind of rehash these things one of those things was like Benjamin Stark I want to get back to that and kind of talk about you know some some more thoughts I have there but I want to use the text and I want to be able to pull you know direct quotes sure. from it so and that takes time definitely so. Always feel comfortable sending us, uh, you know, your, your your ravens about anything. Um, he says definitely uh, this is definitely pertaining more to the show as I have not read uh, the books except for the Duncan Egg series after hearing your recommendation. Uh, awesome, really glad you picked that up and read it because it's fantastic and it's a short read. Uh, just helps you kind of get into the into the world, you know. Um, it has seemed to me that there is going to be something more significant to come from Arya having the cat's paw dagger than just killing Lord Lord Baelish with it. Uh, given that it is Valyrian steel, was uh, was in the book Sam read, or that yeah, that Valyrian steel was in the book that Sam read on the cover of the first uh, Game of Thrones book, uh, and is also made of dragon bone and dragon glass. It seems like it's meant for something more than just killing Baelish. I tried to think of why Arya needs to have this dagger. Maybe she just needs a piece of Valyrian steel for the Battle of Winterfell, and this is the only reason, but it feels like there's something more significant than that to me. Uh, one idea I had while while thinking of her possible character arc in Season 8 is that she uh, still has her list, yeah, which is true. She's still got the list that she's, you know, uh, she's checking off, you know? 
Uh, she would not need the dagger to kill any humans on her list, but there is someone on her list who may not be human anymore, which leads me to my next point. Uh, in the show or book, did the mountain actually die, and did Kyburn bring him back to life? Question mark. When Kyburn brings back the mountain in the show, he has some tubes of green stuff uh, going into him, but it is never explained how he brought back to life, how he's brought back to life, if that is indeed what happened. Uh, we see the mountain struck by one of the faith militant with a weapon that seems to pierce his armor, but it does, but he doesn't even flinch. Uh, does he not feel pain because he is a badass, or is it because he is dead and uh, reanimated uh, like the whites? We are all um, fairly, fairly certain that the Clegane Bowl is going to happen, and I, I assume most people think the Hound will win, but I wonder if he is going to be able to actually kill the mountain. I see a scenario where the Hound gets the upper hand and stabs the mountain, but cannot kill him because the mountain cannot be killed uh, by regular steel like a white. Uh, if that were to happen, the Hound is going to need Valyrian steel to kill him or possibly... Uh, dragon glass. I could see a scenario where Arya uh, steps in to save her old traveling companion. Would be a cool way to still have Clegane and let Arya uh, check another name off of her list. I would not be surprised if none of this happens, however, but it seems to me like there is going to be something significant uh, to come from this dagger, possibly Arya using it to help Jon kill the Night King, uh, the scene when Bran holds it and asks Baelish if he knew who it used to belong to makes me think Bran saw the whole history of the dagger and that it is more important than we have seen so far. Hopefully this was um, a more worthy attempt at a raven. Lord Eric of House Noble. Um, so, there we go, Sir Matt. Thoughts on that? Wow, um, a lot of thoughts. Uh, I actually I like that idea. I like that idea that maybe Arya has to step in and crosses the name off the list. Um, as far as the mountain goes, in the show, in the book, his head gets his head gets like cut off, doesn't it? Uh, say that again. And in the in the in the books, I'm pretty sure that the mountain's head gets cut off. Oh. Uh, in the show, I don't I don't think that's the case. I think he's just poisoned, and I think whether he is dead or he's just kind of like zombified. I mean, um. Is I don't think it's entirely stated in the show that he's like dead, dead because they just call him Sir Sir Gregor in the in the books he's like Sir Robert Strong he's like a new character. yeah Sir Robert Strong yeah let me because I, I just looked up Sir Robert Strong and I I just noticed that I need to go look up the mountain here, um, mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point I was actually um, so now in the show they are they they are calling them one and the same thing though right and that's correct in the show right. okay right. yeah 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 they don't they don't call him Sir Robert Strong they just call him the mountain the Sir Gregors yeah. Okay. All right. Let me see here real quick. Um, I don't know if there's anything in here in the wiki that will tell us whether whether or not he um was how he was killed. Let's look real quick here. Or how how he was. Let's see. Okay. Dance of Dragons. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. So he's fighting. Let's see. Wow. Doesn't really. His yeah, see skull, the mountain. Yeah, yeah his, in, in his a dance skull. of dragons, his skull is brought to Sunspear, so he doesn't have a head. I guess. Well, and that's isn't that like sort of an air? Let me think here. Gosh, this is a lot to to come back to. Let me see here. Kyburn experiments on Gregor before um, his uh, impending yeah, death. Yeah, Obra Obra ponders if the head is really Gregor's. That might yeah. so that might not be the case. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. ponders whether it is actually. Yeah, um, he concludes that the poison was. Um, 
Uh, Manticore Venom uh, thickened with sorcery to draw out the mountain's dying instead of killing him instantly. Uh, that is in A Feast of Crows, Chapter 6. Let's see here real quick. Um, yeah, because they can hear his screams of agony. Are, they're, they're so loud that he can be um, heard in the entire Red Keep. I think what it is is also that the that the Lannisters decide, yeah, as a as sort of a a way to, you know, they're trying to preserve him, right? But then they're sending his air quote skull uh, to Sunspear, you know, as um, you know, as, as as recompense for the deaths of Elia and her children. Right. Wow. Huh. Although you know you've got you know, Kyburn saying that it uh, it took beetles many hours to clean the fre- the the flesh from his bones. Kyburn uh, later mentions working on creating an unbeatable champion for Cersei and uses several female prisoners in his experiments. That's weird, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So there's there's so the, you, you so you know that that leaves the idea open to you know these female prisoners. What if they're um, what if they're kind of like pregnant and it's like some sort of blood magic type thing like Miramazdor and that's how he keeps them alive. Wowzers. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a deep. That's a deep rabbit hole. Holy to go smokes! Down. It is. Well, but no. I mean, uh, that's 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 really interesting. I mean, think back to Bran's vision, right? Doesn't he have you? You talked about this, like the vision that he has, or the in the dream, mm-hmm. what he sees right. when his third eye is open. Uh, d- doesn't he see some what we what we believe is is uh, Sir Robert Strong? Yeah. Le- yeah. Le- Sir- I'm gonna, I'll 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 pull I'll pull that up. That's that's the uh, that's the the third Bran chapter, I believe. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna read a little bit here. So, Sir Robert Strong is a knight um, uh, acquainted to Kyburn, uh, a giant of a man eight feet tall. Uh, and again, this is in A Dance of Dragons, chapter sixty-five. Uh, he is to fight for Cersei Lannister in her trial by combat. Uh, Kyburn's suggestion, yeah, um, yeah, that he joins the King's Guard. Yeah, go, go ahead. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So this is when Bran is having that dream. It says, you know, he looks east. He saw sees a galley, uh, a ga- uh, gallery uh, racing across the waters of the Bight. He saw his mother sitting alone in a cabin, looking at a bloodstained knife on the table. Uh, he looks south and sees a great blue-green rush of the trident. He saw his father pleading with the king. He saw Sansa crying herself to sleep at night. Um, he sees Arya in silence, uh, holding the secrets hard in her heart, which is interesting because that's, you know, mm-hmm. that that line is both current with what was happening and also. Uh, foreshadowing right yeah because uh-huh. she she let her wolf go and so that that you could read that line as oh this is what's happening and then also some foreshadowing right the list and things like that um there were shadows all around them one shadow was dark as ash with a terrible face of a hound another was armored like the sun golden and beautiful which probably jamie lannister mm-hmm. over them both loomed a giant in armor made of stone which Clearly, you know, the mountain. But when he opened his visor, there was nothing inside but darkness and thick black blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blood. Huh. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, just some more tidbits on it. If that is what we're. It, it, what, yeah, that's that's from Chapter 17, Brand 3. Yeah. OK. Gotcha. Uh, something interesting that Sir Kevin Lannister notes is that he doesn't take food or water and he never sees mm-hmm. him use the privy. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, let me just look here. There are some theories, by the way. Um, just, just, uh, yeah. Brand's green dream. There it is, right there. Uh, as, as to, as to who, um, this person is. But yeah, there's, there's more on, on a world of ice and fire, Westeros.org. You've, they've got a lot of, uh, good theories and different things, uh, brewing here. So, that is interesting. So it comes back. So the question comes back to Arya and and uh, 
would she possibly help, you know, the hound, uh, you know, kill his brother if, if this is his brother? Well, in, in, in the show, it, it, it will be, right, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, they're all concerned about, I, I think we can almost say in the books, too, that, that, that it is. I mean, they're all concerned about his identity, Kevin Lannister, Mace Tyrell. They're all kind of like saying, you know, no one needs to speak about his identity. We need him to prevail in Cersei's trial and all this good stuff, you know, so... Uh, that's all going on, but yeah, I mean, um, so so would Arya end up? Be, you know, could could we see her helping out in in that uh, in that fight, Sir Matt? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I think I think it's definitely a possibility. I mean, I'm I'm so I still feel like the Hound is going to kill his brother somehow with fire. Um, I think fire would do the job. Okay, uh, and I think that would be I think that would be a kind of fitting theme, right? You know, like he's been scared of fire his whole life, and he has to use fire in order to kill his brother. Um, Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of full circle thing, right? Like his fa- his his brother kind of made him the hound um, by by burning him, and so t- you know to have to to have to burn him back would kind of you know be that full circle thing. But the idea that Arya somehow intervenes, um, whether it's with the dagger or or something else, I think is definitely a possibility. It helps her cross a name off the list or something. So yeah, you know uh, something that's interesting. I'm just reading some of these theories about uh robert strong and you know we never see his face right you know he never he always has his um his his face shield down and um uh duran martell actually says or, or Dorm martell says that uh the skull could be actually it's it's large enough that it could be sir gregar's uh but th- there's also the idea and you, know, you said with the brand uh green dream that he sees just that black blood behind the visor so there maybe right. is no head as as you yeah, say, that's a, yeah. So that's that. Going yeah, back in, to what you were saying, it's that it's just sort of a, you know, who knows what type of so- sorcery it is. It's like yeah. a, it's kind of like a headless horseman type yeah. of thing, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so yeah, you you may, yeah, exactly. So they may have actually sent the head, but they're you know, uh, other ways to to animate him and, and make him move. So yeah, uh, you're going to need some type of special blade or or uh, magic or fire or something to to destroy or to kill. Uh, Robert Strong, because the whole idea is that he's an unbeatable, you know, uh, guy. That's what Kyburn's working for. He wants to make this this um, undefeatable champion. So, right, we'll see. We'll we'll yeah. see how that goes. But you know, the other thing that uh, was brought up here by Lord Eric that I think is interesting is um, the idea that uh, the blade, uh, the Valyrian steel dagger, that it it has a lot of significance. There's a lot to it. I mean, that, look, you've got the dragon glass, the dragon bone. It's Valyrian steel. It's been there from the beginning. You know, a lot of uh, different mystery, different um, wordsmithing by various characters on on you know um, how, who's it, who it belonged to originally and and who used it and all that kind of stuff. So I think that is uh, something we've tried to talk about before, and and one of those things that we'll come back to again, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, all hey, right. I great great theory. Thanks, thank uh, you know, thank thanks for sending it. I'm like I'm digging this house noble here. Yeah. Combat is an ocean, and we're the sharks. Yeah. Most people don't even know how to swim. I like <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. That's awesome. All right, Lord Eric, thanks, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you to you know all of you guys uh, for listening. Um, you know, uh, don't forget to check out our our Patreon uh, series. We've got some fun stuff. You know, we had actually contemplated doing one of the Green Dreams there, but I think uh, Sir Matt and I have been talking about just taking 
you know, he might have a topic, I might have a topic, and it's it's more of a, just every once in a while dropping a Green Dreams uh, type of episode for you guys. So we're working on that, and uh, that will be coming soon. So so definitely stay tuned. Uh, send those Ravens. Continue to send those to btkcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have got sort of the uh, kinks figured out. We actually are using Sir Thomas uh, and possibly Sir, uh, Sir David next week to work on some of the uh, Discord stuff and see if there's ways to make it a little bit better for you guys and uh, for the show, you know, for the Raven's Nest. So uh, stay Uh tuned on that. I have Christmas break coming up soon, which I know everyone hates me for that, but I do, and I will be reading uh, to try to uh, repent, you know, for my <laughs> sins against the the realm. And, and in my defense, let me just say that I I did fully suspect, and for some reason, and I have and I have read that chapter. It's just like by the time you read it, Sir Matt, who cares anymore? I mean, at that point, you're sort of like you're right. so it far is, beyond it, is, it. Well, and like, and to be fair, of all of the deaths and stuff like that, John Aaron's like who killed John Aaron? It's kind of not super important well and like the, and maybe that's why you know like I, i'd always kind of suspected her but then maybe i suspected her because of my my first initial read obviously you know we learn what we learned but over the time i just it's become less and less significant and it's it's amazing to me that you know i don't know that i that, that i forgot it but <laughs> but yeah in my defense i i it's uh it's one of those things that's sort of like by that time it's sort of like who who really who really cares and I need to go back and watch the show because I was just reading in a Dance of Dragons here uh, and I was looking at how much the show actually does a decent job of of I mean we're there we're beyond um, I always forget that we're kind of we're, we're beyond where the books you know are you know and mm-hmm. there's just yeah. there, there's there's a lot there and so sometimes I get uh, you know some of that also mixed up or or forget what happens in the show uh, so. Anyways, friends, but yeah, we're going to have more of that coming. Uh, I think Sir Matt and I also talked about doing the get, getting the rewatch uh, up and going here soon at the start of the new year and uh, getting some stuff kind of backlogged. Uh, I think we'll have a chance with this format. We can sort of, you know, get through a couple of different chapters over our, our break or over the holidays and uh, then have more time to do some live stuff and to do some green dreams, some Raven's Nest and, and some rewatch stuff with you guys. So we're looking forward to that. Um, so if you, feel, if you feel free, if you got the coppers and you want to support us at patreon.com forward slash bend the knee, uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, you know, I mean, we've got horses breaking down, you know, we've got <laughs> yeah. swords that need maintenance, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, yeah. So, but, all right. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, as always guys, uh, thank you so much. Um, we want to thank you for playing the game of Thrones in our next episode. We will be discussing chapter 42, Tyrion six. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that a Lannister always pays their debts.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.